Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, Mike here with Ashley Woods. Hi! <laughs> and we're doing kind of a Christmassy, fun, whatever, Christmas socks, bah humbug, but um, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, Ashley, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Well, um, that I know of, everybody knows who I am, but I don't know who everybody else is. Um, I'm that way. My first experience on that was when we were in Montana, and everybody knew exactly who I was. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I have no idea. And so people started introducing me. But, um, yeah. It's definitely interesting. I get that, especially doing the podcast, and like I do so much with the beats and my bass and everything's out there so much. Yeah. I've had quite a few people just be like, Mike, and I'm like, I don't I know who you are. are. <laughs> There's one guy, and I just forgot his name because I'm horrible, but we have a running joke that the first time I ran into him was actually in a bathroom <laughs> on a, 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 uh, the rest area on the freeway. Oh, just out of random? Like, it was it was on the way back from Washougal, so it was kind of, you know, and I had oh, my okay. my shirt on, and he's like, you're Mike, and I'm like, it's a really weird place to, like, know me. I mean, we're in a bathroom, this is kind of strange. <laughs> it's kind of like when you're out drinking, and you, like, walk in the women's bathroom, and everyone's like, hey, how are you, and everything like that, and it's just like, wait, like, no idea. Do I know you? Yeah. Right? No, I get that. It, it creeps me out sometimes. <laughs> I would say probably the best was actually on one of the races, uh, I was talking to Yoshi. Which I don't know if you know Yoshi. No, I don't. It's think Nick's so. daughter. She's she's fun. But I was talking to her and uh, all of a sudden some guy behind me goes, That's the voice of Beastnet. And I'm like, <laughs> What? You have your own unique voice. He's like, That's the voice of Beastnet. I've heard that voice. And I'm like, Oh, you're my one listener. Yes. <laughs> At least somebody listens. <laughs> so yeah, that was probably that was one of the fun experiences. I've I've had that's the only time someone actually just recognized my voice. Mainly people recognize me from the the, the hair. hair. Yes. Yeah, definitely the hair. I've told Amber I can never cut it now. No. Because if I cut it, no one would know who I was. No, and I feel like I need to braid some color in it when you do your Spartan yeah. races now. <laughs> well, I did the... Montana was the first time I braided it. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh. I actually just braided it, you know, two braids right down the back. That's the yeah. first time I braided it. I've done it a couple other races. Yeah. And basically what it was, it was... Uh, I did Seattle, and when I did Vegas... The, the one's wind. most recent? Yeah, okay. last year. The wind was so bad. It kept just, like, blowing my hair back into my face. And yep. both of those... Well, Seattle wasn't really that bad because it was so wet. But yeah. Vegas was... My hair was so dry yeah. that it just blew everywhere. But, you know, Seattle was so wet that it just kind of... Slicked it back. Slicked it back <laughs> instead. Oh, Seattle's horrible. No, I always have to braid my hair regardless. But the worst part is getting it stuck in the fiber crawl because I do not go low enough and it just... It hooks it, and then I have to, like, somehow unbraid my hair or <laughs> pull my hair out. Usually someone will help you. I mean, I've seen it. Someone usually helps if they see it, don't they? Uh, sometimes it's just, like, so quick you don't even, like, realize yeah. with it. But, like, if it's a shirt or, like, your pants or something, yeah, people are, like, willing like, to do yeah. it. But You're like, whatever. <laughs> you rip the shirt or the pants, it's like, eh. Yeah, you see my, my, <laughs> my underwear and everything else. <laughs> I, I've seen people walking around with their bum hanging out. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, I just remember that. I can't remember. It was someone, and it was a beast, and it was in Hawaii, and all of a sudden, just she's just like, don't say a word. Don't say nothing. <laughs> you I'm can like, see him. All right. Cool. There you go. Yeah, Get it. it wasn't just like a little, I mean, the whole, like. Booty cheek was out. Yeah. 
She was mooning everyone she went by. And she's like, don't say a word. I know it's there, obviously. How would I not? And I'm like, eh, It's a true. story to tell later on in life, though. Yeah, like, it is. <laughs> you get those experiences. Yeah, because I have a pair of shorts that I've actually... What's funny is if you look back pictures, like, from when I ran my first marathon, I was yeah. wearing these shorts. And <laughs> I wore them up until this year. Okay. I had, like, two or three other ones that I kind of mixed in there. What the, brand was this? <laughs> what, they were, like, an old Navy brand. They had lasted forever. But uh, what finally did them in was Hawaii last year. Okay. I tore them while I was sliding down one of the the hills. And just ripped it. And I tore them, and it wasn't too bad, but as I kept wearing them and doing more races, they kept tearing and tearing, and finally I, I put them on for one race, and Amber's like, here, your whole butt cheeks hanging out. <laughs> so we saw Mike's booty cheek. <laughs> well, normally I had, like, you know, I have the pants that I wear under them, so yeah. you couldn't really see a whole lot, but it's like, you know... <laughs> Because, yeah, I wear, I usually wear, like, tight, and I guess they're not tight. Like spandex underneath the, it. Yeah, yeah, I wear spandex underneath it, mainly to protect my legs. Because of go. Montana. I have scars. Montana From 2015 Montana. From definitely. Everything whipping my legs and. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, and for, people forward me on that. So my very first race in Montana, um, I wore leggings, like long yep. pants leggings, and I got so hot, and it was just like the second day, I was like, screw it, I'm wearing like capris types, um, and I still have yet to wear shorts on that course, because yeah. like, I'm terrified of getting my legs so like, destroyed. Yeah. I, I don't think it's as bad as, as bad now as it was, I mean, because yeah. 2015 was the first year of the Beast, so there's a lot of places that we went that no one had been. Like, we were forging the trails. Yeah. So this, you know, and they've kind of, like, used a lot of those trails over, so it's not so bad, but there's still some spots. But at least when you're out there, like, you don't feel like you're going over the same course. You no. know, granted, there's still trails and everything, but, like, oh, yeah. I get so lost out there. I'm just like, if I needed help, I'd be screwed because I have no idea where I'm at right now. <laughs> well, Hammond does a great job building that course. Yeah. I mean, every year. Yeah. That's definitely a race that I've since day one on that race um i have always said no matter what i'm gonna race it but the one year um i like ruined my knee and so i volunteered instead but i was still, oh, still there yeah. so that's kind of like a definitely a race that's like stuck to my heart which is also you know close to where my grandpa lived yeah. too which passed away so now it's just like every time we go over there we get to stay at his house and things like that so it's, oh, it's a good cool. memory so yeah I said, like, yeah, that's right, because you went over last year, and then you ended up I dropped mom off <laughs> and dropped met mom you guys up. <laughs> yeah, met us at the Beast Barracks. Yes, which but was an amazing experience on its own. So It is, and that's one thing I tell a lot of people. If you go over there, if you can get in with Brandon on that, it's yeah. it's a blast. I it was my first time camping. Yeah. Yep. It was funny when she put up her tent. She's like, it's my first time doing this. And I'm like, really? And when Jesse was snoring, and I thought it was like a herd of moose. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is like crazy. I opened my thing, didn't see a single thing, and realized it was coming from Jesse's tent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and that's the fun. I mean, that's one thing I've always loved about the racing is sometimes the races are fun. Yeah, for sure. But it's the people. Like, oh, you know, yeah. so experiences like that. I mean, the yeah. Beast Barracks last year was your first time going there. And, I mean, like I said, everyone knew who you were. And you're like, uh. Yeah, no idea who. <laughs> but, you know, um, you get those crazy experiences. And, and your guys' food was bomb. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Brandon goes, and usually a bunch of us will kick in a little, some money. Oh, Brandon, yeah. And, yeah. You know, and that's one thing, part of, like, when you buy, you know, yeah. pay Brandon to be there and stuff, that's part it's of It's, like, part of the food. Yeah, yeah totally understandable. He goes, and, yeah, he gets enough that pretty much there's snacks all day long. I mean, they, we cook dinner. We made, yeah. we had a big taco feast. and Yeah, and you guys, like, had, uh, like, 
I want to say pre-workout, but that's not the right term. It had, like, the hydration stuff, and yep. everyone was, like, sharing. And so it's, like, if somebody forgot, everybody else had everybody's back. And it was yeah. just um, absolutely amazing. Yeah. And that's what I love about this. Like, the, yeah. the OCR community in the whole, they do stuff like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll definitely be there again this year. Yes. So if you're going to yeah. the beast. I'll be there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fun. Yeah, I haven't decided if I want to do both races and then also do the Seattle Super so I can get my trifecta early or if I'm going to spread it out and kind of travel a little bit because I do miss some of the Cali races. I haven't done any in California, and I want to get triple this year. I was supposed to, well, next year I guess it is, but I was supposed to this year, but Hawaii kind of messed all it up. So my schedule this year coming up is pretty much the same as last. I'll hit Vegas, which they did it weird this year. It's actually the sprint is Saturday. Oh, and the okay. Super Sunday. So at least you're not so dead tired to do the race the next yeah. day, too. So the Sprint, and then the, I'll do a Sprint and Super there, and then I'll do Seattle Sprint and Super. Okay. So, and then when I go to Montana, that'll be trifecta number one. Okay, yeah. And then Hawaii, I want to do all three. Okay. And get trifecta number two. Got to get you there. Yeah. Make sure you get there. <laughs> and then uh, back in Seattle, I'll do the, the Beast. Yeah. You know, and probably the Sprint, but... At least the, the the beast. Yeah. So and I'll probably do while she'll go in there. I'll end up with more sprints than I need as usual. But yeah. But sprints are always fun because you get to interact more with people yes. and actually like meet new people, which is fantastic. It too. is, and the, yeah, you end up meeting a lot of people. And this year, I'm trying to, you know, like I, I keep pushing myself. I want to. I'm dropping the weight this year. Yeah. There's no want. There's no nothing. I mean, yesterday I went and did a uh, a walk with my friend Don, who okay. keeps. Every Saturday now, he wakes me up at like 7 in the morning. <laughs> Perfect. And we go for a walk. And you had some really pretty sunrise pictures yes. yourself. Yeah. Yeah, we walked from here from my house, because we're recording at my house. Yeah. We walked from here to Winco, okay. which is a little over four miles away. One way? Yeah. Okay. So, so we walked miles. all the way down there, and actually the new penguin out there, I bought that while we were at Winco. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got some more stuff for the stockings. Okay. And then walk back. So a little go. over eight miles. I Unless you had some extra baggage with you. Yes. So it was kind of rocking on the way back. But, you know, and that, and that was cool. I mean, it's one of those things he's really trying to hold me accountable, but it's holding him accountable too. So we're right. both, you know, exactly. going and we try. And next week, I think we're going to walk down to Pioneer Park in Piala, but okay. which will give us, I think it's a little over four and a half miles there. But it's like 400 foot elevation gain coming back. Oh, that's not too bad at all. So, at least you go start going downhill first, hopefully, yeah. and then back up. And that's right. kind of it. We want to get some of the, the hills in because of Montana. Right. I need to get some hill training in. Um, Malacqua Lake is amazing for hill training, but it's not always like un, like not, I was going to say unsnowed, but like there's almost always snow on it. But um, it's definitely one of those hikes that are like absolutely like insane when i first did it they said it was like an eight mile round trip it ended up being almost a 12 mile the lakes were beautiful you could jump in them and everything but it definitely the elevation gain was there so that would be that's good one to train for for montana and that's what i want to work on is my hills i want to drop some weight i want to yeah get back to where i should be um it's bothering me because i keep seeing pictures of like my timeline review oh yeah but like two three years ago and i'm like yeah, I'm bigger now than I was when I started this, so I need to fix something. So yeah. we we've changed our diet and everything else here, and tried to you know do that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. starting to exercise more, get the walking in. Yeah, and you, you know. guys have been doing like hike or something. Yes, like once, once a month a week or once a month. Once okay. a month we do a hike. Once a month as a family we do a hike, and then once a month we also do a five k. 
So okay. they're, they're two separate things. So okay. that way we get, you know, twice a month we're getting something good in. Right. So the hike, this month we actually did a fun little, we hiked uh, Pike Place Market. Okay. So, and it sounds stupid, but it ended up being almost five miles. Yeah, you don't realize how so, much you walk yeah. there and like the strip there is just, it's pretty long. But if you're out and about walking around, like Seattle, like definitely adds to your miles, <laughs> especially with all the hills going up yep. and down and all that too. And so. all the stairs. So it was fun. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, it's kind of one of those things that, to find something fun to do. It. Yeah. You know, but also bond with the family yes. too. So. so it gives more family time. And we invite everybody. I mean, usually we post, hey, whoever wants to go come with us and have fun. Right. We, you know, Tess has gone with us a couple of times. A few other people. Eventually I'll up. make it out there. <laughs> We've been in some fun ones. I want to go do the, oh, what is it? Franklin Falls again? But I want to do it now. Yes. Um, but because there we snow. Yes. And... Supposedly, you have to park pretty much where the on-ramp is, so it's an additional, like, four miles, Ooh. like, going into yeah. it. So it, it makes for a long day because not everybody can make it down the strip, and they don't clean it, and so you have all the cars there. But um, it's definitely starting to become, like, it's obviously a popular hike, but, like, there's starting to be more, like, car theft, too. So just beware for anybody and everybody <laughs> that goes. And that's been one of those big things, too, that I've worried about yeah. is, you know... It's like I always tell Benton, if he goes with us, don't leave your switch in the car. Don't nothing. bring it with you. Don't leave nothing. Don't, don't even bother bringing it, yeah. like, unless you plan on packing it with you. Because, yeah, I mean, anything they can see, uh, a thief can see, they're going to break into the car. Right. Because I can remember years ago, I had a freaking, it was a digital camera that was maybe like a $30 digital camera. Didn't even think yeah. about it, left it on my seat, and someone, you know, Broke tried to pop my door in, in my old truck. And it was like, I luckily, and it's one of the few times being a smoker was lucky, I walked outside to have a cigarette because it was when I was at work. Oh, geez. And I walked out the back door, and when I opened the door, the guy was standing right next to my truck, and he kind of looked oh. at me really funny, and I'm like, what are you? And then he took off running. Yeah. And I'm like, are you, what? So, yeah. but he had already punched the lock, so it was already, yeah. And it was one of those things, the truck was so old, getting it fixed, it was like, it's not What's the point? Yeah. 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 No, but it, it definitely is a really pretty hike to do. Um, definitely yeah. wear spikes if you guys have like deep spikes. Um, the little like ones that you buy from like Fred Meyer or Walmart like won't cut it at all. Like you need the ones that are like a half inch to an inch going because otherwise you. I would never fall. get Amber to go. It no. would have to be me. Really? No. She pretty much. That's usually usually when we do the hikes, I let Amber pick. Because okay. I picked. Yeah. We'd be doing like the eight mile, whatever the long hike, ones. the long ones, because that's stuff that I think would be fun. But I, I try not to do anything that's out of her range. Right. So I let her pick. So usually that's why we end up doing the three or four mile ones. So. Yeah. And the, those are, you definitely have to build up for like the hiking, yeah. especially in the winter hiking. Like people are like, oh yeah, you know, I can go out. It's not so hot, but that cold weather takes a lot out of you. It does. It and does. It's, it's one of those things that's amazing because I, I teach a class in my OSHA because I teach OSHA classes. Yeah. One of the things I teach is cold weather working cold weather and there's people things people don't think about no and, and you oh. layer and layer but then you're carrying all that extra weight of the yeah. layers and you have to be smart about when you do decide to take it off because you're too hot that you're sweating and that's going to turn yeah. ice cold yeah. and it's and not only is that you're losing moisture because you're sweating yeah but you don't think about it because it's cold out so you're like oh i wouldn't be dehydrated oh yeah yeah you get so dehydrated definitely a different training aspect but i love our hikes out here for that so um and even with it being as cold as it is i like to do um cold water training every once in a while um you got your mind 
So. <laughs> I do not like cold water. Um, so, like, every once in a while, like, when it, obviously it's not, like, freezing and snowing out, but, um, like, I'll just go find a place and then just go and sit in cold water, almost like an ice bath, just to kind of, like, put my body in shock, but then also... Um, it really helps for the dunk walls too, because as soon as you hit that water, like you just, you gasp and you can't catch your breath and then you panic and freeze and then you sit there and then you're freezing cold. Cause that's what happened during, um, the Seattle super in April. Cause it, that was probably the worst race I ever had just because it was so cold yeah. and wet. And I remember like halfway through the race, like I just wanted to stop and cry. And I kept telling myself, no, like like my friends and like the beast are going to come and they're going to see me and they're going to see me crying and I can't I can't do this to myself and so like I kept pushing myself and then like when I crossed the finish line I just like bawled my eyes out I'm like I can't believe I did it oh, like that was definitely you, help you and get you through it yeah that was no, definitely a, like a mental fuck <laughs> like it was like I don't did I did the Montana race after that and I have yet to do another Spartan <laughs> to be honest it but. does, and the mental is a big part of it. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, and being cold like that, like I said, it's it's not good. I mean, like when I yeah. teach a class, I talk to people. It's like one of the biggest things that people try to do once they do that is coffee, tea, or hot chocolate, which yep. is like the worst thing you can do. Yeah, because it dehydrates you yeah. even more. So it's kind of it's yeah, it's interesting. I first time I taught that class, I went through it, and I'm like half the things that we've been told ourselves like our lives. Our lives. Yeah. yeah oh, our lives. lives. You know, you should not be drinking coffee. You should not be drinking hot chocolate. Yeah. That St. Bernard that brings whiskey out of you guys, <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> I wouldn't think it was horrible, but it's supposedly bad for you. But, yeah. Yeah, this is... What's really bad is kids of today don't know what that is. I mentioned that to the, like... Oh, the St. Bernard with, yeah. the, with the little They're barrel like, underneath, talking, his, exactly. <laughs> underneath his collar? Like, I remember that. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm showing my age now. <laughs> You're a kid. You're still young. I am, but still, it's like <laughs> some of those things you just you can't make those comments to the younger generation. No. So. Yeah. yeah. So cold is it's something like me. I, you know me. I don't like. I don't like dunk. I hate dunk. Yeah. It's like my. Is it the fear of going under, or is it just the fear of going in dirty water that you can't see the bottom of? Dirty water, I can't see the bottom. Okay. Because see, like Montana in 2016, I think 15 and 16, both years, the dunk wall was in a stream. Do you remember that? Yes, because uh, I did 16, and yeah. I do remember that. It was in a stream, so yeah. I it was cold as balls. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Took I'm my breath sure, away. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure my balls still haven't dropped from that one. But I could see under it. I could right. see into it. So I'm like, oh, no problem, and I went into it. And I'll be honest, like this year in Montana, I didn't even do it. I like got into the water, yeah. and it was sitting there, and I looked down, and all I could see across the top was like tadpoles and I movement. I felt like something was I'm moving. Like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Nope. I just realized, like, I did do it. I hesitated, but I realized, like, I was, like, in the last of the pack. Um, and I was just like, I wonder how many people, like, sweated through this, peed through it, and everything else. And I was just like, oh, this is so gross. So as soon as I got out, like, I went to the showers, and I just, like, rinsed my whole body. I was just like, this is so disgusting right yeah. now. But And that's it. That's why I like the one where it was actually, like, running water. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, but then, like, some of them, like, Seattle's like that, but Seattle usually is raining so much, you don't think about it as much. And it's but. a clay mud, but yeah. then it's also, like, they, like, freshly dig that out, yeah. too, so you... you 
I don't panic as much with it because I know it's like cleaner dirt in a yeah. way. Granted, it's still in a horse place, but you know, like if I had to go swimming in poop, it would probably be at least hork, horse or cow poop because yeah. it's, <laughs> the it's not better than human. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely not. But um, that's what I tell people are like, oh, that's like you got horse poop all over the place. And I'm like, well, it's probably a lot cleaner than what you think it is. It's just grass and oats. Yeah, that's what they use So no, um, it's. Oh. The dunk wall, it just, yeah. Yeah. I don't, like I said, I can put my head on the water if I can see into it. Yeah. Even if it's cold. I don't like cold, but I'll deal with it. Yeah, your voice changes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, but I'll deal with it. But right. It's, if I can't see into it and I don't know, I think it's from watching too many horror movies or something, like. It's texture but, for me. Like, I'm yeah. a big texture person, and so. Yeah, I'm like that with food. At least when, like, I have shoes on so I can feel it, but if you sit there long enough, your feet just kind of, like sink into that mud so i have to kind of like almost do like a little prance in the water until i like go under which is so funny I'm picturing that in my head <laughs> yes you'll see it um but like even if i go swim out in like a lake or something i have to wear like the swimmer like shoes mm -hmm. because as soon as like the seaweed touches my feet kind of like when we went to um emily's birthday mm -hmm. i panicked oh, the, when i fell oh. in because at least, like, I was hanging on underneath the dock, and, like, I could not put my feet down at all. I was, like, in yeah. full panic mode, and Elise was like, okay, put your leg here on the boat, like, and, like, I just, I could not, yeah. like, hear her because I was in such a panic mode, but, like, she finally got me up and over, almost like you were going into over a wall, but it, it took, I felt like it took, like, ten minutes or so, because. See me, it's the, it's the vegetation. Yeah, if it's I feel that like, touching my legs, it's I slimy will. and gross. Like I don't know what's hiding underneath all that. Exactly. <laughs> like I said, I've watched way too many. I've, I mean, I grew up watching horror movies with my grandma. Yeah. And reading horror books. Right. So like when I'm anywhere, like the first thought in my brain is like, "Where's Pennywise going to come out?" <laughs> and I did finally start reading that book that you got me for my birthday. Isn't so, it crazy? The the burning demon one, and it's like it's interesting because like you get to it, and all of a sudden you're like switches, and it's just like then you got you got to keep reading because you want to know what the rest of his story is about. Yeah. So it's crazy. Um, it's like I said, that's it's what you're talking about. It's Mister Be Gone by Clyde Barker. Yeah, it is one of my favorite books. Just the way he writes it. Yeah, you really feel like you're having that conversation for sure, and you can just like the way that he pictures like. Um, like a little demon child with two tails and how he like eats his tail and everything like it was just like you could you could picture this little kid like just sitting there and like that so yeah. um, which I think was one of the greatest um, like birthday gifts that I ever asked for was like I posted on Facebook saying um, instead of buying me gifts like if people would send me like their favorite book and I did get a couple different ones and granted I was in school and I told myself that if I had time to read these books I had time to you know study and read my school books but yeah, yeah. so I waited until the end of the quarter to <laughs> start these books um, so that was one a great like birthday gift for anybody that's like yeah. a good book reader because you get tired of like reading your own books or you're waiting for the next book to come out and just to get a different perspective of somebody else's view or the way that they like their books um, also helps you like understand that person as a whole, too, and what's going on in their mind, because everybody's minds tick in a different right. way. So um, being able, because you got me two different styles of books, and so 
um, being able to like read both of those and like understand you in a different like perspective is like so much more like not necessarily respect but like just being able to have like a conversation and totally understand you on your level yeah. and not somebody else's oh yeah and it's interesting because what got me into the Clive Barker was because yeah. my grandmother got me to reading Stephen King okay the first Stephen King book I wrote I, I read was in fifth grade okay and I read Cujo <laughs> Yeah, imagine a fifth grader turning that book report into a teacher. That, that yeah. was that was always good, but and I loved him, mm-hmm. and I've always loved Stephen King, and I've read pretty much if Stephen King's put out a book, I've read it. Okay, I usually read them as soon as they come out. I buy it and I read it, and which is funny because I found out I have like six first editions that I didn't never realized oh, I really? owned because I just bought them so quickly. Oh, okay. But uh, and then it got to a point where Stephen King kind of lacks on his, you know, slowed down on his writing because right. he was putting them out quite a bit. And then it's like, well, too. yeah, it's <laughs> like, what should I read now? And someone's like, well, if you like Stephen King, you should try Clive Barker. He's like a step above. Okay. Like, I mean, his horror is like, it's know, different. Yeah, it's different. And yeah. it's just, it's, yeah, it's crazy. And I researched Clive Barker and Stephen King's even like, this guy is, scares me. Oh, okay. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this. And then I looked at it, too. So I mean, you know the movies Hellraiser? Mm-mm. Okay, Clive Barker wrote. Okay. He wrote the the story that started the Hellraiser series. Okay. So that's his mind. His, his scary crazy, movies? Yeah, his yeah. scary movie one. So I, went, I don't watch scary movies at all. Oh. <laughs> I have nightmares. Like, I can't even leave my house, like, yeah. without panicking in full mode. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I've always loved the Hellraiser movies. So okay. let's read some of these guys' books. And the first ones I bought were called The, the Books of Blood. Okay. And there's three volumes of the Books of Blood. And they're basically short stories. And they're amazing. Okay. And, I mean, you're reading through these and you're really starting to understand this guy's mind. One, he's very, his books are a lot more sexual than Stephen King's. Okay. A lot more. And, but he's just, his mind's on a whole nother level. Okay, I might have to go pick some of these up and read them during the daylight. (laughs) Yeah, I own, I have a bookshelf that's actually in Benton's room that's, there's actually two of them that are full of of Clyde Barker and Stephen King and Anne McCaffrey, who's a great science fiction fiction writer. She died a couple years ago, but Dragon Riders of Pern, she wrote that entire series. It's an amazing series, but I love to read. Yeah. I always have. Um, Amazing enough, I have like William Shatner, all of his books. It just opens your mind so much oh, in reading. Like it it's just hard to. I mean, and it, there's a difference between like opening like a new crisp book versus like reading off of like a Kindle. But yes, it's just I love having a book. You can lose yourself and just your imagination and things like that. It's just it opens up a whole nother world. Oh, it does. And the hard part is that sometimes when you read the books, that was the hardest part with Stephen King was reading the books, and then they would come out with the movie. Mm, yeah. And you're like, <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah. It never and you is. Go, like, for me, like, Jurassic Park, everyone loves Jurassic Park. I can't stand it. I've never read the books or anything. I read the book th- three times Yeah. before the movie came out. Like, I was almost done the <laughs> third time, and all of a sudden I saw the preview, and I'm like, no. This is horrible. You didn't, you didn't make a movie. Gosh darn it. So and then I went and saw the movie, and it was me and a friend of mine had both read the book, and we sat there the whole time going, that's not right. That's yeah. not what they did. And then they ended up, the second movie kind of adds in some of the stuff that was left out of the book. Oh, but gotcha. It's, it's never the same. No, it's not. And, like, going in now watching movies as I'm older, it's just like I can't expect them to be exactly the same or anything close to, but at least it kind of gives you, like, an actual visual of something. But that's a hard but, part sometimes, because sometimes yeah. the visual it gives you, you're like, 
You that's expect something like you know, tall, dark, like and one handsome. Of, yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite movies, and I know this sounds horrible, is The Shining. I love okay. The Shining. But I've read the book. I thought it was Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool's amazing too. <laughs> but but I read The Shining like repeatedly. I love that book. Yeah. And I love the movie. But the hard part for me is if you have you ever seen The Shining? The original? If okay. it's a scary movie, probably not. <laughs> you know who Shelley Duvall is? No. Okay. Well, Shelley Duvall is not a very pretty woman. Okay. She played olive oil in the pot in Popeye with Robin Williams. Nope. And she looks like <laughs> olive oil. The book describes like a beautiful those wife's supposed to be this gorgeous blonde yeah. woman. Completely and then all of a sudden you go and watch the movie and you're like Yeah. That's, that's not it. That's <laughs> not even close. <laughs> Was she even blonde? No. Oh goodness. She is no. totally off. And I mean she's and I hate to say it because it makes me sound shallow, but she's not a very pretty woman either. But but she's a great actress. Not for you. She's not pretty for yes, you. She could be plenty yes. pretty for other people. She's but. a great actress and a great you know and a great person. But it was just kind of like it yeah. wasn't what you pictured. No, not at all. You know, not the way they describe her in the book. Like she was supposed to be beautiful, voluptuous, curved. Shelley Duvall's like straight, straight stick. You know, and it's just like it's not. But her acting was amazing. So that's why I still love the movie. Yeah. But, you know, and it's just those other ones where you're like, oh, yeah. so no. I, I stick to comedy or Disney. I absolutely love Disney movies. Oh, yeah. And so I'm so excited for 2019 with the, the three new Disney movies coming out. Oh. Disney Pixar movies. Yeah. Oh, the Disney Pixar movies. Yeah. I thought you meant like the live action. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm not excited for certain actors. No. Beauty and the, the movie, Beast, I was actually very impressed. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was going to be a nightmare. I was impressed. They yeah. did good. Yeah. But they're supposed well, to be one live action. Like She's a very pretty woman. Right? Yeah, she played a great bell. Yes. Yes, I love Disney movies. I own <laughs> the soundtrack to both Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast from like great my movies. teenage years. Yeah. So um, Lion King wasn't so much. I mean, I, Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast were better. I think I was still a little too young when like the Lion King came out, and so it wasn't like my absolute favorite. But Hercules was my, oh, like, yeah. hands down. <laughs> yeah. But uh, for me, it was one of those, like, Lion King, when it came out, because what's really bad, you're about the same age as my nieces and nephews. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so I, I would take my nieces and nephews to go see the Lion King. I think I saw it, like, seven times in the theaters. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I would take my nieces and nephews, because I will say this, and this may make me sound really bad, do you know how easy it is to pick up chicks when you have two little kids with you at that Lion King movie? <laughs> That sounds so amazing. <laughs> it's like, who wouldn't? I mean, my niece was, oh, I think she was four. Yeah. Do you pass but, them off as your own? No. Oh, okay. My, my niece was four. My nephew was like maybe two. Oh, okay. So they were really young. So they were really young. So, I mean, when you're sitting there and you've got the kids and they're looking at you, and I was only 16. Okay. So yeah. they're looking at me like, and I'm like, oh, no, these are my sister's kids. You know, I'm, I take care of them during, you know, while she works during the summer. And, oh, yeah. So, I mean, I would, you know, <laughs> totally play it off. So I got so many phone numbers that way. It was horrible. That's sneaky. <laughs> well, it worked great. That's the best part about having, like, nieces and nephews that were so, mm-hmm. they were close enough in age that I could get away with that. But, yeah, you know. Right. True. Cause but, Yeah. They couldn't totally be your kids, though. Like, no way. <laughs> no. And that's what was nice. It was, like, enough of an age gap that it was, like, obvious they weren't mine. Right. So, obviously, I was taking care of somebody else's kid and being good. So, then, women love that, guys, just so you know. <laughs> it's a dip. <laughs> now, whenever I hang out with my little half-brother and half-sister, like, everybody thinks they're mine because 
Um, Max was born when I was 18, and then Juliana was born when I was 22. So, Which I mean, is, I could totally pass them off as mine. It's possible. Like, <laughs> no. But. Yeah. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors. If you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you. Because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com. For the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. And we're back. No, I've no, I was 22 when I had my first. There you so, go. Uh, yeah. Which everyone was surprised, and my mom will say this every time I say that. She's like, "That you know of," and I'm like, "Thanks, mom." <laughs> that is very <laughs> true. Thanks. So many ways. Thanks, mom. <laughs> One at least that you claim. <laughs> yeah. So, which he just turned 19. So, do the math, people. You forget how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, just turned 19 last week. That's so, crazy to think yeah. that out of high school, it's like, there's your life. Yeah. What yeah. are you going to do with it? <laughs> exactly. Just. I got Benton who's got two years and he'll be, he'll be graduating. So he's a, he's a junior now. So it's scary. Like I, like when looking back, I mean, it, that was almost 10 years ago and like, I had no idea about what I wanted to do no. for my life at all. Like high school didn't like get you into that. No, like, it doesn't. Going. Then, I was like one of those kids that kind of fell through the cracks on that. So well, that's a hard part too that I've, I've had a, always had an issue with like college. I think honestly, college should be at like twenty five. Yeah. Because the big problem you run into is when you're eighteen years old. Do you know what you really want to do no. for the rest of your life? I took the most basic classes that I could use practically in every degree possible until I had actually had to start like making a decision. Yeah. And even with that, like, I got an, uh, a degree in accounting, and I hated it. Like, I love numbers, and I still love it, but to sit in an office working with it, like, it just wasn't what I loved. No, and, that, and that's what you run into. You so have so many people. I mean, I know so many people my age that have degrees in yeah. random things yeah. that don't do them. No. Because they found, one, they didn't like it, or two, it didn't do what they wanted it to. I mean, right. I have friends that have college degrees in... Um, teaching yeah who and they don't teach yeah they don't teach they work for like construction companies yeah because that's what they did during the summer to make money and then they realized once they graduate like why don't i just keep doing this and half the time it pays better yeah so so and that's um, i never finished mine i need to but that's part of my problem now is i thought about it because i i'm i do safety for construction and i could get a degree in safety but my problem is everything i've done up to this point is for a business degree so oh, for me yeah. to go back and do a safety, I would literally have, have to, to go back and redo like two years worth of work. Yeah. Because I didn't have a focus. So my focus was on business. Right. So it's kind of at this point, I'm just like, I'm just going to get a degree, finish my de- degree in business that I'll never use. Yeah. But I'll be able to say, hey, I have a bachelor's degree. True. Yeah. You know, and I know a lot of people that they're like, I have a bachelor's degree. It's not what I do, but I have one. Right. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, I have... A degree in um, business and accounting, art and science, and none of them got me where I wanted to go. And so I decided to go to um, Renton Tech for a trade school for medical assisting, which gave me a certificate. And that's what I've been doing the last five years of my life. And so the certificate is actually what's making me money. Yeah. And since I decided to go back to nursing school, 
all my like science classes aged out. So even though I took them, I have to retake them. And so that's been the struggle. Um, even though it's like every day, like this is what I do, um, being able to go back and meet the teacher's expectations of like what's new and all that has been like the toughest part. But um, at least then I can relate it back to work. And so now it's it's not necessarily like making me a better like person at work because like I love what I do. I yes. absolutely love it. Um, there's definitely days that are hard to go, but I work with a doctor that's absolutely amazing. Like I love working with her. And so, um, and it's nice because like, I know when she's having like a really crappy day and then I can go and like either like work on her schedule or like start doing extra things for the patients that she doesn't have to worry about. And like, we've been together for three years and it's literally like a relationship. Like it's like, I, I know what she wants, like when patients come in and, she needs like a urine done or something i i do it all before so as soon as she gets in there she just has to you know do all that so but like going back to school was like a hard decision you know to because i work from like eight to about seven four days a week and then i go to school from 7 50 to 10 three nights a week and so those are you know they make for really long days and it does and so she's been like really like um supportive along with like my mom and uh grandma and everything but um yeah the first time I told her that like I'm going back to school I like bawled my eyes out and she was like oh does that mean I'm like losing you right now I was like well in a couple of years you probably will because I really want to go to the University of Las Vegas mm-hmm. and so um because the cloudy weather here is like horrible on my mood and so um that's kind of like where my goal is to end up but if I get accepted here then fantastic like if it's about the same price I might just stay here but yeah that's well we want you to stay here but <laughs> but then that also means you guys get to come to Vegas and come hang out with me too that's true that's and true. it's always sunny <laughs> yeah. so that's it's the hard part is like coming up uh, like I'm I only have one more class to take which is anatomy and physiology too and then I have to go take like two different exams and then apply and so it's here and it's like snuck up really quick too because you know it's like if I stay here do I stay keep doing the same job or do I want to go into bartending or you know something with flexible hours that I can work around school Um, because nursing school will literally take everything out of you so um, I've heard that and and that's the hard part yeah, I mean, like, already when I'm, like, taking a class a quarter or two classes a quarter, I have no social life. Like, I study at every moment. I study during lunch at work, um, take naps when I can because <laughs> like, I, like, hardly sleep yeah. all night. So, And that's definitely the hard part. Like I said, I think it's called it should be later in life, but the problem that you run into is, like, for me is I didn't do it, you know, mm-hmm. when I came out. I, I kind of went a little bit right out of high school, but yeah. it was like, eh. Yeah. And then I waited till I was married and had a couple kids, and then, and then tried to go back. To go back. Yeah. And then I went back, and I was doing okay, but trying to juggle work, kids, and school at the same time. And then and I hit, your significant other, which yeah. you know, it's, and your significant other. And then all of a sudden, it was I went from that point of I didn't make I, I didn't make a lot of money, so I was getting financial aid, and then I started making more money. And, they and all you of out. a sudden, they're like, "Yeah, you make too much money to get financial aid," and I'm like, "Yeah, but I don't make enough money to afford school." Right. Right. And they'd rather have you on, like, full aid and no job 
Yeah. Than to help anybody. Yeah. So I then can. that's that's why I never finished. Yeah. I got to a point. I'm literally, I think, because I'm working right now. I might be. I'm working on trying to get back this year. Yeah. And looking at the when I was looking at school, I went 97 credits. Okay. Towards a bachelor's degree, and I think 120 is what you need to graduate. So you still need a handful of classes. So I still need a handful, but it's not a whole lot. And it's they're like, like $800 a piece per class plus books. Like you're easily spending almost $1,000 just for one class. And that's what I'm working on right now is my work may give me education reimbursement. Okay. That'd so that be I nice. can finish. So, which has been great. The company I work for now is amazing. Um, I guess it's not really a company. It's an association. But okay. um, they're amazing. They've but then that also me. means that you move up in the company if you go to school, yeah. right? Basically. And actually it's more of... I can move up in the company, but it sounds bad, but more of my position is kind of a jump start into another, like, to get you into the career, and then you can end up going to another company. Oh, I mean, okay. I've already had offers where I could make $40,000 a year more than I do right now mm-hmm. that I've said no to because it wasn't, I felt like I can learn more where I'm at. Yeah, and sometimes that's what it is because you need a mental, like, feed going in. Yeah, and I needed that mental break. Yeah. Um, I've spent years being a manager and everything else, and I don't like it. I don't. Yeah. And I know a lot of people get surprised when they hear that, because I know a lot of people are like, I want to be the boss. I don't. You're more of a team player. Yeah. So it's I like, like being the team guy. And, yeah. You know, if it's the team captain and I'm helping people, I'm okay with that. But the second you're like, I'm your boss. Yeah. Or you're my boss. You know, I'm your boss Like, now. give me it's, directions. It's like, like I... I yeah. I can do it, and unfortunately it sounds bad, but I'm good at it. But it's but not what makes you happy. No, it doesn't. And the last company I was at, I was the boss Yeah. And for years. And it, it just got to that point where, you know, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I get to decide who gets to make their bills next week. Mm, yeah. You know, when all of a sudden, when I have 80 guys out working in the field, and all of a sudden some of those jobs end, and now I only need 60 of them. You have to cut them. I have to decide who... Okay, sorry, you're a great worker, but you can't pay your bills next week because I don't have work for you. Yeah. And it's like, I, I hated being that guy. Which it's kind of heartbreaking. It is. And a lot of people are like, oh, but you get to decide who does. And I'm like, yeah, but I also get to decide who doesn't. Right. And that's the part that breaks my heart. And I can't. I, I hate being that guy. Because everybody has bills. Like, you understand. Like, imagine, like, if yeah. you're a boss. Like, it, you just feel like shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I totally get that part. And so that was kind of my thing is I'm like, I don't want to be a boss. I mean, I've always wanted to be in safety. I love teaching. Yeah. And that's one thing with this job. I get to teach OSHA classes. I get to teach CPR first aid, uh, forklift, scissor lift. I mean, I have all these things I can teach now. Right. So, and I feel better that way. I feel like I'm helping. And you enjoy it too. Yes, yeah. As a, being like a teacher. And that's just how some people are. Like. Yeah. Instead of, like, giving out directions and things like that. Like, I'm one of those, like, team players, too, in the fact of, like, I do like having that, the authority in some aspects, but I will be down in the nitty-gritty with you helping you. I will not just yeah. be standing over you and you need to do this and this. Like I've always had the, the thought, if I'm going to tell one of my employees to do something, I better be willing to get off my butt and do it, too. Yeah. And, that, and that's it. And that's one of those, like, it's you see those pictures on Facebook all the time between a leader and a boss. Oh, yeah, for And I've sure. always been the leader. I'm the one that, you know, yeah. I'll be down there with you. Mm-hmm. I'm picking you up. <laughs> yeah. And doing what I have to to make, to make things work. And that's, in the last company I was at, my boss did not like, I mean, the owner didn't like that. He wanted a boss. He didn't want a leader. Right. And that was our biggest issue. Like, we're not paying you to, you know, help them out yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's who you are. It's like, yeah. I can't just sit back and no. just... 
I can't. And I, it drives me nuts to sit back and watch. Mm-hmm. You know, and I hate those people. You know, and some people, that's what they do. And I, it sounds bad. And I don't like to use the word hate. But yeah. I have issues with people that just sit back and say, do this, do that, do this. And then turn their back. And then turn their back. And I get delegating. But there's a difference, really, I think, between delegating and just being a boss and saying, hey, go do that and get out of my face. For sure. Um, But then also, like, that's when you start making really good connections and then you guys just end up being, like, a stronger and better team, which I think is also what Spartan has told, like, taught me in general. Like, um, my first couple races, I went out solo. No idea. Nobody. My very first race we did as a group. And, um, but after, because that was Washougal, um, and then I was like, I love these races so much. I'm signing up to do a trifecta in the year. So I went down to Cali the next month um, and sent out a message to some of like the Spartan groups. Um, like, hey, you know, I'm going down solo. Is there anybody that's willing to pick me up? Um, and Heather, Heather Reeves was the first one that messaged me. And she did most of the race with me, which was fantastic. Like, I was like slower than molasses, but um, she was fantastic on that. And then Jesse. It's the first time I ever met Jesse. Um, and so when we ended up going down there, um, I was like, hey, like, I know you. Like, I've seen your picture around. And then ever since then, like, we've all been really great friends. Yeah. And so, um, and then the next one was um, Seattle um, Super in October, I want to say it was. Oh, yeah, the one time they did the Super in October. Yeah, and so that was my second one. And that's when, like, I met, like, Jesse and a few other people. And then it just became, like, a big community. But, like, I would not be where I'm at, like, in general, in life, my work, um, Spartan, everything, without, like, learning from other people about being that team person. And the OCR community, Spartan, all of them teach, I mean, they teach that so much, especially Spartan. I mean, it's, and that was kind of it. Like, you know, it's kind of my story. When I started, I did... Uh, Montana Founders Beast was my first Spartan. That's yeah. where I'm like, cool, let's go do this you thing. You said to do a beast. <laughs> well, part of it is like I've told people that that, that was my not researching. Okay. It was pretty much, oh, it's a Spartan. I didn't research that there was a beast and a sprint and a super. That would have been, it's green, let me go. Yeah. Green's my favorite color. Pretty so. much. It's like, this sounds fun. It's in Montana, let's go. Yeah. And I went there and it was, I was probably about halfway through and I was, I'm like, this is stupid. Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. This is just dumb because I was by myself. Yeah, and that's when I ran into Drew and Jason. Mm-hmm. And Drew was the original Beastmaster of the Beast. He was oh, the original okay. like leader of the Beast. And I was part of the Beast group, but I never met anybody. Okay, gotcha. Uh, one of my friends had, you know, turned me on to them, and I ran into him, and it was just like we started talking, and he helped me. Him and Jason like kept me from quitting and helped me finish that race. Yeah. And I'll be honest, when I finish, I'm just like, yeah, cool, I did this, this was stupid, I don't want to do it again. <laughs> and look at you now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to do this again. But I had free races, so I'm like, eh. Right, And exactly. then I did Washougal, and then after I did Washougal, I'm like, well, right. that's when they announced Seattle and the Super, and I'm like, I can trifecta. It's that trifecta, like, it's, like, you get that first race, and you're like, I gotta do it. Yeah. Like, what's the point of just having a third of a piece, like... And that was it, and everyone told me they're like, you yeah. did the hardest one. Right, everything else with, is so easy. You know? And it, honestly, like, when you, like, the sprints, there's just so many more people and everything, yep. but when you go do the beast or the, the super, or did I say super earlier? It's sprint. Um, but the super and beast, like, you do those races, and then you go to do a sprint, and all of a sudden you're like, where's the rest of the race? Like, 
it's like too easy. Like, let me do yeah. a couple more while I'm at it. But, um, and I but think, they can still get you. They can be brutal sometimes. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I think Seattle's a little too flat compared to like some of them, but, um, that's always been my biggest complaint about most of Seattle races. Yeah. Like, and even not just Spartan, like all of them. It would be nice to see like a new venue, even though like, I know there's so many restrictions and things like yeah. that, but if. Um, we could get like up in the mountains uh, somewhere, yeah. whether it be Snoqualmie or Stevens, or, yeah, or even just somewhere where there's hills. Yeah, so you know, and that was that's actually one thing I was actually impressed with with like terrain race was I talked to JP, yeah, JP a couple times, yeah, and that was one of my things. I'm like, we're in Washington, it's so we flat. have mountains everywhere. Yeah. Why are all our races flat? Right. And then when he did his, they did theirs down at the same place, rugged and. Some of the other ones have done the dirty dashes down there, Olymp- not Olympia, but McLear. Oh, is it Strat- Shadow Line? Yeah. Yeah. And Which isn't too bad if they can the run you up the hills. Yeah. And that's what he did. Yeah. He ran us up the hills, which I'd never done up there. Yeah. And it, it killed me. But yeah. it was one of those things I'm like. And they've got a great, you. like, parking area, yeah. but um, I don't remember. Are they gravel? Because. When we had all that mud in Seattle, like, poor Spartan, like, uh, my little Kia did not do well out in there. <laughs> well, that was my problem, is we freaking, we went out there and we drove my wife's Kia. Okay. Little Kia Forte. Yeah. No. Nope. And it got stuck, and it's like, we probably should, I've got a Jeep Cherokee. I don't know why we left that thing at the house. Right. Exactly. But it's part of the gas mileage. The Jeep Cherokee gets like 15 to the mile. Because you guys gallon. are pretty far south compared yeah. to where Monroe is, so. Yeah. So um, it's, and the Kia gets like 37 miles to the gallon or something. Oh, yeah. It's something just yeah. insane. I think so. I'm right up there. But, yeah, it, it would be nice to see another venue. But they do run you up the, the big hill on the backside. I yeah. remember the, the rope and the stakes and the stake came out and hit somebody in the head. Yeah, see, I didn't get to do it that year. Spartans. Because that's when they stopped it. Oh, gotcha. They stopped, gotcha. like, partway through yeah. that race. I did it the night before in the hurricane heat. Oh, gotcha. With buckets. Yeah, that hill like scared me. I was like, I cannot look back because I'm terrified of heights already. So I'm like, I cannot look back. I I'm gotta make it. That. And like, just like so knowing let's go the to fact. Seattle, go on the wheel. <laughs> which I have not been on yet, but you'd have to be proud of me. I have done most of the rides at the top of the stratosphere in Las Vegas, and I scream my head off. <laughs> I've done all of them, and the only one I didn't like was the one where it tips you over the side. Yeah, the little roller coaster piece. And it wasn't because of like looking over the side it was because it felt like every time it tipped over it was giving me the heimlich and i was gonna freaking oh out. yeah so i'm just like <laughs> <laughs> every time it like stopped i'm like okay we need to stop this this is stupid and i haven't been brave enough to do the one that twists because um when i went back there for my birthday back in october um Aubriana did it but like i was not brave enough is that there. the one that spins? Yes. And it See, doesn't always open because it's windy. I was the only person on it because it was closed uh, because of the wind. And they told us at the bottom it was closed. I'm like, lame. But I went up and got like the pass that I could yeah. just jump on anywhere Whatever I wanted. Whatever went, yeah. And I got up there and I looked at them and there was people standing there. And I'm like, is this open? Oh, and they're like, yeah. I'm like, they told me downstairs it was closed. He's like, no, we're open. I'm like, cool. So I was like the only, I got on it by myself. I'm like the oh only one gosh. out there. I'm like, yeah. Like, no. Oh, see, and the one on the that. top that like shoots you up too. That one's amazing. It's great. The view is beautiful. It is until you see lightning in the far distance, and I was terrified. I was like, I do not want to die today. <laughs> like, it was it was great. It was in December when um, Amanda, which I also call my wifey, um, mm-hmm. she went with me. It was kind of like end of the corner, like let's go celebrate. 
type of trip and like in the far distance it was like over like henderson it was like a little ways yeah. away but you could just see the thunder and i was like oh like <laughs> i need to get off this ride i need to get inside because <laughs> see i the very first time i went to vegas was like three years ago i'd never been yeah and then we went for my birthday and then we've gone back i guess it was four years ago because i've gone to the vegas spartan for three years now okay and what we'll do is we'll go fly down friday because for anyone that wants to know, the Vegas Spartan's nowhere near Vegas. No. It's an hour and a half north. <laughs> so we'll fly in on Friday, get a rental car, drive up to St. George, Utah. Okay. And we stay in Utah. It's in Utah. Well, it's in Arizona. The race is? The race is in Arizona. Oh, goodness. But St. George, Utah is like the closest town. Okay, gotcha. To stay in. It's like 25 minutes away. That's not too bad. So we yeah. stay in St. George. And then we'll go to the races, and then Sunday after the race, we go back, shower, and then drive back to Vegas, and end up staying in Vegas for three days. Oh, we'll stay in Vegas till yeah. Tuesday or Wednesday. Nice so that way, yeah. And it's cheap to come back yeah. home on those times, too. That's so. part of why we do it, too. It just it ends up being cheaper, actually, doing that, and Might getting a hotel well. for two nights than, yeah. you know, the fly back Sunday. So. You have to try that pizza place, though. Like, the I slices are huge. Like, when Jennifer and I went, like, they... Um, the pizza around, like, if you buy a whole pizza, it's, like, I want to say it's between 60 or $80. I can't quite remember. But they can't even take it out the front door because it's so big. They have to take it out the back door, up and around, and then bring it to you if you order a huge pizza. Because wow. this thing is, like, almost, like, the span of my arms. Like, wow. it's, like, it's crazy big. And so these slices were... I saw the picture with your, your one friend. They were bigger huge. than a ruler, for sure. Like, was, she held it up, and it was just, like... Yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah. No, it's crazy. Because, like, the first time I did the Vegas race, we yeah. didn't realize. We, didn't, like, didn't look at a map. <laughs> and we flew down Friday, stayed in Vegas. Oh, gotcha. And then drove up there. But we were only there for, we were there for less than 24 hours. We, like, landed, stayed the night, drove up early in the morning to the, to race, the race. Ran the race. Drove back to Vegas. Took a shower and had to be at the on a plane like two hours later and I see that's not fun in Vegas so, and it was <laughs> but I've and I've seen people do that with race all the time and I'm not that I try yeah. and make every race I go to some kind of vacation so at I'm least a day or two a day yeah. or two so that's like this year I we're doing Hawaii again okay because one of these yeah. dang years I'm getting all three in <laughs> you're a gonna get it I'm gonna, gonna make, make it sure happen. you get it I'm just gonna keep going until I do so and Amber <laughs> keeps hoping I'm not gonna make it so that we can go back next year but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh this year we're going for like 10 days. Yeah, you've We're going to go down like day. Monday. I think we're going to get there Monday or Tuesday before the races. Stay that whole week. Are race. you guys going to stay on the same island and same place? Or are you guys yeah, actually going to? we're going to okay. stay on the same island same place. Because we get the, the room for free. Oh, that's well, how yeah. we're able. That's one reason why we're able to afford this every year. Oh, we get okay. the room for free. So that saves like $3,000. At least, yeah. And then uh, Amber's really good at find, finding flights. I think right now yeah. she was able to get us flights. Because she's already bought our flights. Like oh, the geez. day they announced them, she bought them. Yeah. Um, I think our flights over there were less than $300 for the two of us. Each? That's not... No. Or all together. together. Oh, wow. Like That's over. crazy. <laughs> and then the flights back, she'll buy those eventually. And basically, she, oh, she watches... Oh, you might not come back. <laughs> yeah. Usually, that's like the last thing we buy is our flight back. Right. But, uh, so yeah, then we're staying until like the Thursday or Friday after. So right. we're going to be there almost two and that's how, so. like, the Cali races have been for me. Yeah. Like, um, I normally actually take my mom. So yeah. it's, like, um, our, like, yearly getaway on the thing. So we stayed in San Diego for five days when I did Temecula, which was Hel 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 Hel
Um, first piece to to, ever. I've wanted to go to Temecula <laughs> just because I love Temecula. Yeah. I went there for, uh, I used to work for National Construction Rentals. Okay. And I went there for uh, training. Mm-hmm. And they had a huge, it was a balloon and wine festival yeah. in Temecula. Yeah. And I went there and worked for National there for the fencing company and they did fencing and toilets. And we had access to everything. Yeah, driving through it was beautiful. Yeah. Like seeing all the hot air balloons. Oh, like yeah. I would love to go back because I'm starting to be kind like kind of a wino person. Like I think it comes with age because I did not like wine before. But like, I don't like white wine. White. Yeah, red wines give me a headache. It's something well, that what do they call it, the sulfates or whatever that's in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, for red wine, I have to if I do drink it, I have to drink it through a straw because I don't want to stain my teeth. <laughs> Which, if anybody knows, like, actually who I am, I have straight, white, beautiful teeth, and I get commented all the time, but I do bleach them, so. um, A lot. (laughs) Once, like, every six months to a year, but um, I definitely watch the foods I eat. Like, I don't eat cherries unless, like, I eat them in the back of my mouth, and then I spit out the seed. Um, Killing me. Like, I don't drink, like, red juices of any sort unless it's through a straw. Like, I'm, like, pretty, like, aware of things that will dye my teeth and I don't drink coffee in general so it's like things like that so I live off coffee (laughs) like I maybe once like every like four to six months I have a cup of coffee but other than that it's just not what I live off of but I live off it. it's like anything that stains will stain my teeth and it's horrible (laughs) see I I, I wish I'd had that because then I probably wouldn't have smoked for 20 years but yeah that's true yeah Yeah, it's one one reason why it's like you definitely like learn your habits a little bit differently for that but um, I can see that. But, yeah, for the Cali races, I, I don't have another one set up, but um, I'm actually taking my mom down to, um, I don't know exactly what city it is, but I want to say it's like 30 minutes north of Escondido. I don't know if that's the correct city. Um, I just know it starts with an E, um, but it's about an hour north of San Diego, but... She has always, she absolutely loves otters. Like, that is her, like... Otters are pretty cool. Like, amazing animal. And for three years, I've been trying to get into this place called Nurtured by Nature, um, where you swim with the otters for an hour. Right? <laughs> like, who wouldn't want to do that? And so, on opening day, awesome. I didn't have to work. And the thing sold out in 15 minutes. But, like, I was there with my refresh button so that we could get it. So, in March, I'm taking my mom back down to Cali. And that's kind of like her birthday, like, Christmas gift in a way. Even though she paid for the the actual, like, encounter, but, like, I'm paying for the rest of the trip. So, flight and airfare and all that. But, yeah, getting into it, yeah, it sells out that quick. Yeah. And so, um, and like I said, I've been trying for the last three years to do it. Most people go for the dolphins, but. Yeah, dolphins are not, like, my thing. Like, orcas. Like, I love orcas. They're my favorite animal. But, um, like, yeah. I would definitely let the otters are awesome. Yeah. And, like, they, they get to climb up on you and cuddle with you. I don't think I'd ever leave. Like, my mom was like, can you be a distraction? Because I'm going to steal one on the way out. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. there you go, Mom. But there's also a place um, that a friend told me in Tacoma called um, Doolittle's, Do um, like, nursery or something. It's in Tacoma. And every once in a while, she'll get otters from the zoo. So if they're, like, transporting them or if they need to, like, rehome them if their encounter needs to be refixed or anything she actually takes them so you can like um for it's actually pretty cheap like for four people for 
uh, an hour or a couple hours, um, you get to hang out with otters for $160. Find out when that is because I want to go. So um, I actually have an encounter with my mom for the beginning of March, and wifey also loves otters too. And so, and it's actually on her birthday that we're actually going. So, um, and that's, it's nice because it's locals right there in Tacoma. So, um, same word, I like sharks. So, there you go. Have you gone um, swimming with the sharks at the Tacoma? You should. We can do that in Tacoma? Tacoma at the zoo? They'll let you go swimming with the sharks? Yeah, I mean, you have like the, the whole setup. You get down in the cage and then like you can like go out a little bit and then swim with the sharks that are in the. Um, in the big aquarium. I don't know if they refixed their aquarium or if they kept it the same, but there's people always in there <laughs> doing it. So, I mean, it's like an opportunity without it being like totally out in the open ocean where you can't see the bottom. <laughs> so. I have no problem with that. I love scuba diving. So I, ah, see, yeah. I've never been. So it's like one of those experiences. See, I did I one of those. My, one of my good friends growing up, his dad was like a police diver. Okay. So he, you know, had yeah. been scuba diving his whole life, and he'd take me and my friend to go. That's awesome. And taught us how to scuba dive, and I actually got certified. Does it scare you the fact that, like, anything come at and can come at you in any different angle inside and A everything? little bit, but now you just made it worse. <laughs> That's, like, something I think about, because I'm like, they could come up from underneath or it's, behind. And or... I'll be honest, the, one of the first times we went, um, when I, we were getting certified, yeah. And you have always have two regulators. One that's in your mouth, and usually there's one that's like clipped to your okay your chest. So if that one fails, you have the second one. Not always, but most of the time. That would suck you if know. they did fail. Yeah, so you have the second one that's you know hooked to your chest, and mine had come unhooked, oh. and then it realized it, so it was dragging, and it hooked on something. Oh gosh, that would panic me so much. And it, it was because all of a sudden I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. Why am I stopped? Oh, and I, could feel I think I have a heart attack underneath. And, oh, it's like ah. Oh, like Are you guys going to go scuba diving in Hawaii when you guys go? I want to. We haven't. Okay. For um, all the times you've been there, you haven't done it. I did when I was 18, but we haven't because oh, okay. she didn't scuba dive. So it's kind of one of those. It's one of those we end up. I think this time we're going to try and do more. And this last year we were going to do some more stuff. But, Even in the shallow ends. Well, too. I've gone snorkeling. We go snorkeling all the time. Okay. But um, Not actual scuba diving. Not actual scuba diving. Okay. So, but it's this next, last time we had planned more, but because of the hurricane, yeah, like most of our excursions, everything got canceled. Yeah, we were supposed I to go fishing and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, but I, I love snorkeling. I, I went snorkeling, or not, I went scuba diving there when I was eighteen, and uh, it was gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, and part of my problem is even after I got fat, I still sink. Like if I get in water, I will be on the bottom almost immediately, just really? standing there, really? no matter what. I sink in water, and uh, when I was there, I was it was me and my girlfriend at the time it was her brother. We were both certified, so we got two tanks, got to go have fun while she was up with the beginners. So, <laughs> and we were having fun, and I'm skimming the bottom, like I always did. Yeah. And I came up over the top of a reef, and when I came up over the reef, there was a turtle. And it was like, hey, dude, what's up? Pretty much. I mean, it was like between, as far as you are for me now, so like oh less God. than two feet. Yeah, at least, yeah. And I'm looking straight at its face, and I mean, it was bigger than me. Oh, wow. It was huge. And I just... Do you know what type of breed it was? No. No? Because mm. it was one of those, like, you it's get that shock. Quick. And what's funny is I actually, like, got so shocked. I did that thing with your mouth. You're like, uh... <laughs> and just dropped the regulator. Oh, no. Like, straight out of my mouth. And I'm like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I so. just... Whenever I think of sea turtles, I think of um, Crash yep. off of Finding Nemo. So. Dude. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> it's like... Yeah. 
So, we've talked quite a bit. Um, Still haven't even talked about Christmas. No, we yet. haven't. That's what I was gonna say. We have not mentioned. So, what kind of Christmas like stuff do you guys do? Do you have traditions in your family, or is it just like, yay, Christmas, give me my presents, shut up, and leave me alone? Um, well, that's what I want it to be, but no one allowed to be. That's that way. that's the hard part, is because like growing up, like Christmas was really cool, fun. Um, always loved snacks for Santa. I always wanted to leave extra stuff for the reindeer, but you know, Santa didn't want the extra carrots. Um, but like growing up, like over the ages, like my mom has always been one that like she doesn't like holidays. She doesn't like Christmas because there's always so many bad memories around it. Yeah. So she's always, we've always called her the Grinch. Um, because like, it's just the whole meeting up and just buying everything. And it's just, it's just not there. And so, um, Alan, which is her boyfriend that they've been together for like ages. I want to say at least 10 years or so, but he's always been a really Christmassy person. So he, you know, him and his daughters go and get the tree and decorate and everything. And, Granted, my mom's still a Grinch with it, but, um, like, that is what, like, has been, like, keeping the Christmas kind of, like, more mm-hmm. or less alive. Um, we always go over to both grandmas to go and see gifts, but my other grandma normally cooks the dinner part. So I normally yeah. have, like, breakfast with mom, lunch with the other grandma, and then dinner with the other grandma. Um, because she's been doing, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners for, I don't know how many years, ever since I was super little, but... Um, and then when I was like dating Gary, um, for a couple of years, um, his family was super big into Christmas, like crazy big, but everybody wanted us to see everybody on Christmas. So that was at least six households that you were going from Christmas. So it's like two hours here, two hours there. And everybody, you know, obviously want to spend more time, but it's like, we have other places to go. And that was the hardest part. So that kind of made me, like, not angry with Christmas, but just the way that, like, nobody wanted to share Christmas Eve. Nobody wanted to do after Christmas. Everybody wanted to do Christmas. So it yeah. kind of, like, lost its feel for me. But um, these last two years have just been kind of, like, really easygoing. And this year it's really hard because um, we lost my, my grandpa the day after my birthday. Yeah. Um, so that was, like, the first big lost um, in the family for at least me, cause I've never lost a family member before. Yeah. So, um, he's, he also, you know, is the one that lives in Montana. So for, um, Christmas Eve, he'd always come out here. And so we don't have that tradition anymore. So, um, mom is, you know, it's, it's tough. Um, so I told her that we have to, you know, pick up her brother, my uncle Jason, and start a new tradition, like as a you know a family in that aspect. And so um, we actually talked about possibly going up to like the Muckle Shoot and eating at like the buffet because everybody loves the buffet there. So it's weird. I haven't <laughs> been there in years, but yeah. Um, so just something because like it's just you, you got to figure something out that's gonna be the new tradition. So. Um, That's the hardest part. Other than that, like, Christmas isn't all, like, it's never been, like, the big holiday for our family in general. So, um, personally, Halloween is, like, my absolute favorite. Like, I love dressing up and getting out because then you can express, like, who you truly are and be whoever you want to be. Is it bad that almost everyone that I've been has been, like, scary? (laughs) 
No, no. I mean, it's I can see it. <laughs> something scary. I want scariest costume in my old company every year. There you go. So. Yeah, I, I definitely don't know if I'll be here <laughs> for, for Halloween to come see you. <laughs> scary has always been my Halloween. Um, but, I mean, I work in pediatrics, so Halloween is always, like, a huge oh, yeah. thing. And we get to dress up every year. So, um, like, one year I was Pinkie Pie out of My Little Pony. So I had bright pink hair, pink tutu, pink leggings, shirt. I was fully as pink as pink could be. I want to see um, pictures of that one. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And pink lipstick, eye stuff. It was it was great. Um, but yeah. other than that, like, Christmas is just kind of like... And we've never been a really religious family either, so it's not, like, a big thing. And this year just doesn't feel like Christmas. Yeah, I get that. I, and I understand it because it's like, for me, because my, my family is a huge gap. Yeah. Like, my oldest brother was 18 when I was born, So because I'm the youngest of six. You got that. So most people don't really, I'm the youngest of six kids. <laughs> it's creepy. But it, it was always interesting because we always went to my grandpa's mm-hmm. for, for Christmas. And I was 16, I think, when my grandma died. Oh, okay. And it was yeah. one of those things that, like, as soon as grandma died, it was like that half of my family disappeared. Yeah. It like, literally mm-hmm. just feels like it was sliced off. It, it, like. And that's what it was. And it was really weird because it was like... Only one person died, but I lost, like, 20 people. Mm-hmm. Because it was just, like, she was the glue holding... Everybody together. Everybody together to do stuff. So all Isn't of that sudden, crazy how grandparents yeah. are like that? <laughs> so all of a sudden, she was gone, and then it's like, you know, I don't see my cousins anymore. You know, we... Yeah. You know, I have a couple cousins I haven't seen in 20 years. Which is hard. You know, and it's really weird. And then it's just, you know, we've never really had huge family traditions. I mean, we usually... Christmas Eve, we always have Christmas. It used to be at my mom's house. Mm-hmm. And then my parents sold the house and bought a motor home and drove away. <laughs> like, literally. I tell that joke in my comedy and people are like, wow. And I'm like, that really happened. Yeah. Like, they're like, haha, see you later. Try living with us now. You know, <laughs> we're gone. But, uh, so they sold the house. So it ended up being my sister's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, actually, it's my house, which made it really weird because we had to go buy Christmas decorations. <laughs> I think this year we've spent close to $800 on Christmas decorations and stuff. What? <laughs> just because we don't have any. Like, everything we have, it's like, we had their tree and what we put on it. Yeah. And there was a couple things that we hung up around the house that were, like, gifts from our grandparents when they died or when they sold their house yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and just, like, You know, they moved and they just kind of transferred to us. Other than that, we don't. Because we're not Chris. I'm not Christmassy. I'm a Grinch. Yeah. I'm a total Grinch. And it's gotten worse, I think, over the years, partly because when I was a kid, I loved Christmas. Right. I was the kid that was up at 4 o'clock in the morning playing with my gifts and hearing from everybody else, go back to bed. I'm like, nope, I'm good. (laughs) I'm just going to play with whatever I can. Yeah. Because our rule was, until everyone else got up, you could get your stocking and that was it. Sometimes the stocking has the best stuff in it. So I play with that until everyone else woke up. And then as I got older, I just kind of... Yeah. I'm actually honestly still probably the one that's up earliest because mm-hmm. it's like everyone's I tell everyone and Amber even says that I'm a Grinch until the time I wake up Christmas morning until about noon on Christmas Day. Yeah. Then I'm like the happiest like most Christmassy person Christmassy person you've ever met. Yeah. But other than that I'm, I'm a Grinch. Yeah. And I think a lot of it comes down to like once you have kids it changes your whole view of Christmas. Yeah. Like, before, it's all about, what am I going to get? What am I doing? Then all of a sudden, you have kids. And now, I think it's a little different because now we're actually, like, financially more stable. Right. But when they were younger, it's like, there were some Christmases that... You scraped by. We scraped by and barely yeah. got them anything. And you just feel bad, you know? 
And then the Santa other part, didn't bring him the yeah. brand new Game Boy or new like. Actually, in our station. house, there was different rules. Santa got you clothes and socks. Oh. I got you the cool shit. And that's how, honestly, I think it should be because you know it's no, like the, if any fat man's gonna get the credit, it's gonna be me. <laughs> but like when you have like families that can't afford those things, yeah. and then like they, you know, it's like oh yeah, Santa got me something like fancy or like high tech, and the other kid under doesn't understand why Santa only brought him something small and not so yeah. significant. So that's usually like I said, our family it was usually yeah. they got clothes and stuff from Santa, and we got them. The, yeah, you know. Because yeah. it sounds bad, but I wanted the credit, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's okay, too. <laughs> but, you know, and it's, and I think that's kind of what made Christmas less for me. Yeah. It was just because it was that stress of it. And all the money that people oh. put into it, too, and, yeah. like, how much debt. Like, I just, I, I don't see the point of it yeah. anymore. Like, I love you to death, but it's just, like. And it's one of those things, I think, partly for me, too, now that my kids are older and they know mm-hmm. it's us. Right. You know, it's different. Um. Amber keeps telling me that if one of them ever has a grandchild or has a kid and I become a grandparent, then it's going to be completely different. I'll probably become like that annoying Christmas person. Yeah, you're going to be the grandpa probably, that's so I'll be excited. The grandpa that's yeah. so excited, like giving you everything. But, but I'm not, I mean, I've never been big about holidays. And I think part of it too is that being the youngest of six kids, it sounds really bad, but I always felt like I was the forgotten one. Yeah. Because my nieces and nephews, my closest niece is only five years younger than me. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. You know, and technically they're supposed to be ones that are older than me, but they were put up for adoption. But <laughs> is that true? Or? Yes. <laughs> oh my it gosh. is actually. But it, I say it might be comedy, and people have asked yeah. me, like, "Is that true?" And I'm like, hey, "Well, you're right. saying it with such a straight face right it's now. Like, I don't know how to yeah. take it on that aspect." But it, it's true. And actually, the bad part was the first time one of my nieces heard that. She's like, "Are you talking about my dad?" And I'm like, "Oops, was." <laughs> Guess I let the cat out of that bag. Oh but um, so it was really weird that I was kind of like. I was mm-hmm. the middle. There was like mom and dad. Christmas wasn't that important anymore because it was like everybody, everybody else was, was growing up. And everybody up. knows the spirit yeah. of Santa isn't real. Yeah. And then it was like, you know, then all of a sudden the kids were coming along and it was more about the, the grandchildren than it was about me. Right. And it sounds horrible and selfish, but it was just kind of like Christmas was never that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Exciting. The best part about Christmas to me was going to grandma's. Grandma, yeah. Because me and my grandma... We had throw like, it down. <laughs> we had a connection, me and grandma. I mean, yeah. like when she died, she died of lung cancer, and the last weekend was me and her, mm-hmm. and we sat and had a like horror movie marathon, <laughs> and we watched <laughs> little, all, little granny, <laughs> all the Chucky movies oh, and all of them, and literally, I think I left there and drove home, mm-hmm. and by the time I got home, there was a phone call saying that she passed. That's hard. So, and I mean, she lived 45 minutes from my house. Yeah. So it was like, you know, yeah. almost like she held on long enough for us to have that weekend. In that moment, you know? yeah. And that's kind of the connection me and her had. So that was my favorite part about Christmas. Yeah. Was going there, and then that was gone. Yeah. And then it was just like, after that, it's like, meh. Yeah. Christmas is meh. Yeah. This is... So... Growing up, I was never really close to my grandparents. Um, but now, since I've aged and, like understand like the the quality of time like it's definitely been a lot better um and like my like biggest thing is like I love spending time with people that is the way that like I get that connection with people and so um that's why my time is so valuable like I don't Mm -hmm. like 
waste it as I mean I do waste it but on like good things yeah. <laughs> um but like no I understand that being able to take you know my grandma out to lunch and like spend time with her I took her out for a birthday dinner or birthday lunch and, and that's one of those things I mean cherish it love it yeah because I mean that was one of the hardest things for me was you know my parents are old mm-hmm. like my dad is older than Amber's grandfather no. Okay. So, <laughs> well, I mean, you are the youngest one, so yeah. So I mean, my grandpa, my grandpa died. He was ninety-three. So good age. And he died when I was twenty. So actually, I was twenty-one. So I mean, that's kind of like there was that weird thing. I lost all my grandparents before my before I was twenty. So it was just losing but, one grandparent was hard enough for me. Like imagine losing all of them. Yeah, like so, I mean, they were all by the time I was twenty-two, I had no grandparents. Yeah. Because my parents are that much, that old. Yeah. You know, I mean, my dad is, like I said, it's older than her grandfather by yeah. a year. They yeah. they both went to Korea. I mean, the and Korean fought War. fought in the war. Yeah. yeah. And everyone else is like, oh, you know, my dad was in Vietnam. I'm like, my dad was in Korea? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, my grandfather served on the Arizona. Oh, wow. So, I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, it's... My parents were, my grandparents were old. Yeah. So it was kind of weird that, you know, everybody else always had grandparents. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we don't do that because, oh, my goodness. Yeah. But I have a couple, like, step-grandparents that are still alive, but I don't see them that much. Did I, you at like, least have Grandparents Day, like, in elementary or middle school? Like, were you able to bring them? I don't remember, no. Because none of them lived here. Except uh, for, I mean, my grandma lived here. One grandma lived here. One actually lived with us for a while. That one, we weren't too upset when she died. But... <laughs> life sometimes <laughs> she was evil but um <laughs> hey you yeah. always have somebody in the family that's like yeah, that she was crazy but, but, but yeah so no we don't have a whole lot of real i mean we've made our own traditions kind of right you know we do like i said the christmas eve with the family and then with her family we do christmas day and then luckily we don't have that thing of like you know where they're trying to go 20 different places because oh, that, that was important like for me too is like because i have one son that lived with his mom so usually Christmas morning it was get up, open presents with Benton and Zoe and Tyler here, yeah. you know, at our house, and then jump in the car, drive to wherever she lived, which was usually 45 minutes to an hour away. Right. Drive to her house, do Christmas morning with him, and then turn around and come back. And it was like I spent, you It's know, a nightmare. Yeah. And like, then we'd go to her parents' house, and it's just like it became... Yeah too much of a pain yeah. I mean it sounds horrible but it's like mm. and for me like I'd rather split it over a couple days so I could spend more yes. like quality time mm-hmm. since time's such a big thing but cause it's horrible when you're there and you're going yeah I've gotta be out it's of like here. okay babe we gotta go let's go like yeah. we, and then like have somebody calling like where are you at like we're waiting yeah. on you it's like I'm sorry like yeah, yeah. But and that's it. It just gets to that point. I mean, I would rather, if it was, if I could plan it, I would rather say, okay, Christmas Eve, we get this, and pretty much kind of how we have it. Christmas Eve, and then Christmas morning, at least we have, we have usually till like noon, because yeah. her aunt actually moved it, so it's a, it's a dinner thing. Okay. So we have yeah. a while to do stuff in the morning, and that was the hard part. It was like, you got the kids, oh, cool, that's an awesome present you got. Cool, we got to go. Yeah. And what was the joy in that? Like, yeah. like, give some time to play with it. Yeah. You know? But. Yeah. I think also being working in peds has helped me appreciate more holidays, even though it's like we haven't really celebrated a lot because um, half of my station celebrates Hanukkah and then um, the other half is Christmas. And so um, we're allowed to put up like Christmas lights, but um, out of respect for you know both, we actually do them in Hanukkah colors. But we do Christmas lights and we have like Christmas decorations, but we normally stick to white and blue, which is still pretty because it's the winter and we yeah. can keep it up for so long. 
Um, but then it's also like both parties get their like happiness from it. But we we always wait to put it up like the day after Thanksgiving. That is like my like tradition at work is to put them up. And, um, normally like we get to decorate the station any way we want. And not last year, but the year before I made a cup snowman, which was almost as tall as me. And, um, we named him Billy something. It just came up on my Facebook as a reminder. Um, but like he just sat in the corner and everybody loved him like he was made out of clear plastic cups and staples (laughs) so it was pretty cool but um other than that like we it's nice because we have like both traditions we don't do so much of the hanukkah there but um and then our station plus a few others always do um like a secret santa so instead of buying everybody gifts we just do one big gift for another and so normally the ladies and i will meet up and do a gift exchange and go out and have a drink. And we do the white elephant. Yeah. And her, and her, her family. It's my family so big, a white elephant would take three days. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so her family, we do like a white elephant. And this year, I couldn't find it, and I really wanted to. I wanted to actually find a white elephant. Mm, there you go, yeah. Because I thought that would be hilarious. Amazon would probably have yeah, one probably for you. <laughs> well, that was kind of the, the pipe place. That was kind of our, our oh, hike pipe place was to find a white elephant well in that and just to find gifts for that because that's like oh, the, gotcha. the WCL party that's yeah. where we got those like yeah. the weird Washington that was from me that was and all like those cards that you guys put in everything it's because they were everywhere I ended <laughs> up with like at my company party someone stuck like 10 of them in my bag and I'm like why do I need these right but yeah and that's like another really good tradition um, that Jesse put on too is yeah. having the West Coast Obstacles Christmas party which has been you know the two years because I think it was two years ago today that we actually had yeah. the party. Yep. Um, and Mike and I and um, his wife and the kids um, were the only ones that actually dressed up in onesies. Like, yeah. everybody else yeah. bailed. Everyone bailed on us. <laughs> um, but we, and mine lit up. It was awesome. Yeah, we had some pretty cool onesies. But um, it, it was a fantastic time and party oh. and just seeing everybody. And... Um, I got a gift of donuts, and we <laughs> took so many pictures mm-hmm. of that box of donuts. I think it was like the celebrity of the party, to be honest. <laughs> and I got my guns, which I was so happy about. Did you find those other two bullets by chance? Yeah, Ben had stuck them in a bag. Yeah, because so. yep, he hit them for a while, and then... And I was going to say, we have like... They, they gave me 70, so I mean, it wasn't like I was going to lose... They're <laughs> no. all over the house. I'm sure if you look around, you'll probably see them. <laughs> Because we've been shooting each other constantly. But the so. one shot you got me, like it, like I was like in shock, but su- like surprised, and I was like looking around, and it was just too bad that wasn't caught on camera because like that was like the most hilarious like overreaction I have ever it had. It was. It was awesome. <laughs> the other one that was good was Jazz. From across the room, I like she bent over to get something. I was like, bam, right in the bum. Shot her in the ass. <laughs> that like, thing has mm-hmm. really good aim, it does. though. Like it does. That was that was like a good part, but it was so nice to see everybody since we haven't really like done anything major. But yeah. I mean, there's some people I haven't seen in almost a year, so it was really yeah. nice. And it was, and I mean, with Jesse going to school, there hasn't been as many WCO yeah stuff. So, but that, that they'll come back. Jesse and I'm so proud of him going back to school, like oh, <laughs> just sticking it through. But yes, Jesse's a great guy, and I mean, he's he does such a thing like you know just those kind of things to keep us all getting back together and staying together and I mean that's cool yeah so I mean and then one day we're gonna go go-karting once I heal up we yes. are gonna go to go-karting we're gonna go go-karting can't I'm be before run you into the wall Bump no <laughs> racing right 
But um, it'll be nice to get part of the crew out there yeah. and actually go and get a little competition going. So. Yeah. So. No, it's fun. I, I love doing that stuff with Jesse and those guys. And, yeah. and it sounds really bad. Like, like the Beast Christmas parties, I miss every year. They, yeah. uh, every time, they always end, end up being where something's happening. Yeah. Like this year, I was supposed to be in Vegas when it happened. And yeah. I had some family stuff to do that day. And so we didn't go. And then it's just, yeah, it always ends up I don't even think I get the invites to those anymore, to be honest. But. <laughs> you should. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. No, there's going to be, I know the Beast, there's going to be some changes with the Beast in the next year. I know that, only the director for Washington, so I'll be making Well, as long as we still have the Beast, like, in Montana and that house. The Beast barracks, oh yeah. I think we'll be okay. <laughs> no, that, no, Brandon will keep doing that forever, so. Yeah, no. That place is uh, amazing. Check it so. out, yeah. Yeah, and even if you're not staying there, come hang out with us. We have a blast. It's a huge hot tub. We all get in it. It's kind of, we make sure to shower first so it doesn't turn into, like, a soup, but. Because <laughs> after the race, that could be bad if you got in the hot tub. That, that is true. Nice and chalky at the bottom. Yeah. All right. Unless you have anything else, we're almost an hour and a half in. So <laughs> it's, it's been great. It's been fun. It's fun. I like these ones. Most of the ones I do, like I said, are on the phone. Yeah. Because it's hard to get everyone together and get out to the house or get somewhere. Um, I know we talked about doing it like a Panera Bread, but I, the big it's problem, too loud. it gets too loud. Yeah. We, we tried it once at a, a Starbucks and just even the background. Too bad you didn't have microphones that hook to the uh, ear and like on your shirt because then you could yeah, have a... because these like catch, this microphone catches so much. Everything. And it yeah. was, when we did the one at Starbucks, it was like this background music oh. was almost as loud as us speaking. Oh, really? So, so you was, like really have to like hang yeah. on to it to actually talk into it. And it was it. kind of one of those things you can't tell, like I can look at the screen and see what our what our levels are yeah. but when you got all the background noise it's hard to tell and then all of a sudden you go back and listen to it and like half of it's garbled this is garbage and, like, <laughs> and that was when I had to like go back and completely re-record the whole thing yeah and sometimes so, the, the flow isn't the right or the conversations aren't the yeah, right it's like I said that's one of the things I don't plan these because Elise is one that every time we've done it she's like we should plan what we're going to talk I'm like oh. it never works out right Elise come on let's just chat <laughs> have fun but sometimes like mentally it's it's nice to have it's like good. that she's a list person yeah, so. yeah, and so am I. But like, that's why it's like when you ask me to do this, I was like, "Well, what are we gonna kind of talk about?" Like, I, I, I don't know. But like, we've had conversations that we just go so off topic, and yeah. it's just like, "Okay, I'm doing it. I'm getting out of my comfort zone. <laughs> Let's do it." See, this has been fun. So we've talked about. It. I mean, we got Spartan in there. Yeah, holiday OCRs. A little bit so, of everything. A little bit of everything. That's good. So. Yeah, and a Merry Christmas too. That's at it. Merry Christmas! Yay! It's almost New Year. So, what, speaking of, let's do a little bit longer. What are your What are your goals for next year? My goals for next year: um, finish my one class, um, heal up from the surgery. Um, let's see. Hopefully, work for Spartan again. That would be amazing. That was kind of cool. Um, and I had a blast doing it too. Like it was absolutely amazing. Ashley and I work fantastic. We're definitely the A team that works together. Oh yeah. Um, I just remember walking over. I'm like, that's a, I know that shirt. <laughs> that says staff. That's a staff shirt. Um, I actually won the trip for that cruise. So, I saw that. um, it's a groove cruise. So you pretty much rave for four days straight to like 24 hours. <laughs> And so um, you go to Key West, and then you go to Cozumel, and then you party at sea, and then you come back. And so I just have to pay for my airfare right now, and it's in eight 
15 days. <laughs> so, you taking um, anyone with you? Um, I am taking one friend, Michaela. Um, we've taken like five classes together in school. So, um, she she was actually, if I'm correct, she was born in France. Uh, lived in Canada and now lives here, so she's got citizenship and all, which she, like, loves to travel, but she doesn't ever have a travel buddy, and she won't go solo. So I was like, hey, like, you can come with me if you really want to. And so she's like, who doesn't want to? So yeah, exactly. she, she wants to do it. Um, my uncle and I have talked about deep sea fishing up in Alaska. So we oh, I want to do that so bad. Might do that in June, depending on when my finals are. Um... And then once I'm done with that school, apply for colleges and see where I get in. Like, it's going to definitely be a big year. And I'm hoping that, you know, from September to now is, like, my life has just been, like, crap. Like, <laughs> honestly, like, straight down, hit rock bottom sort of thing. So I'm really, like, hoping that 2019 not will be not necessarily kinder to me. But, like, I have big things planned and I'm really hoping to like stick to it and get through with all of it Which so good so i mean there, there's definitely goals that need to be met in my mind so oh, yeah. well that's one of those things it's like you know you're the definition of who you are isn't what happens to you in life it's how you react to it so yeah you and have I'm you know a pretty interesting you know fun september to december that wasn't the greatest but <sighs> you're reacting to it you're moving you're rolling with the punches yeah. and you're moving into 2019 with a good attitude so definitely definitely hit that and then after surgery was like my last like big thing that like i needed to like pass off before the end of the year so now it's there you go. starting the, the year fresh the, yep doing it. it doesn't look like you've been headbutted <laughs> i know <laughs> well we'll find out in two weeks exactly what it is from pathology so hopefully from there we'll we'll assess and go from there yeah nice so it's been my buddy for quite a while, but it's grown more recently. So it was time to come out. So. Yeah, I know how that is. My, my daughter's doing the same thing, but it's uh, behind her ear. Yeah. So. But it was now it's like going in front of her ear, and it's like yeah, this needs to go. This needs to go away. You got You got to take care of it. You got to take care of your body. Like you oh, just yeah. it, it, when you hit like the rock bottom, and you, you're just body feels like crap, and then you just gotta make it back up. Sometimes it's good to hit rock bottom because it. It gives you that, it sounds bounce. bad, but it gives bounce. you that bounce. <laughs> it gives you that bounce and that recharge. Yeah. So, but um, I'm looking for 2019. Um, definitely going to spend time. Like, that is also another priority since I've been in school straight for two years, including my summers. Like, spend time with my, my good friends and definitely rekindle that and make new memories because that is what life's about. So It is. I mean, that's one of the things I've always said you, no matter how much money you make and whatever you can't take this all with you all you're still going to be buried in the ground yeah. or you're going to be burned <laughs> one it's way or about, another it's all about memories the memories you can make and what people remember you as yeah so, so they're not going to remember all the cool stuff you own they're going to remember the memories that they had with you yeah and my biggest thing is like traveling I definitely want to hit a few more states because another goal is to hit all 50 states don't know when like I don't know when the deadline is but I want to hit them all I think I'm at 13 right now to go so. I have a lot to go. I'm trying to think. I've been to, I'm probably about 15. So then hopefully Alaska will be another one to not there go. There might be a few that I've been to that I don't remember. But <laughs> I had a fun time as a teenager. Let's just say that. <laughs> End up in different places. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while you'd like look at your receipts and be like, when was I there? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh. Should probably not have done that many drugs. <laughs>
That's always like, don't go solo to Las Vegas and meet up with anybody because you don't know where you're going to end up. That's always my like biggest thing. Yeah, I, I could see that. I, I was that way. There, yep. there was quite a few times when I was yep. a teenager and single and, you know. Out and about. My, yeah, that you wake up and you're like. Where am I? This is in my room. Is there anybody next to me? Do I know them? How do I get out of here? <laughs> How do I go before they, like, wake up? I mean, is there a purse that I can look through to find her name? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> yeah. No. There, there was, yeah. A little too much fun when I was younger. Hey, but they bring memories now. They do. But it's... I prefer now. I mean, and it sounds bad. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone always talks about those younger years. Like, they're your, you're the great... And I don't think they are. They're, no. They're your learning years. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, and now that I'm older, I, I feel like my greater memories are ones with friends and, you know, yeah. family and stuff like that. Like, going to the races and doing stuff like that. And, like, the Jesse's party. I mean, all those yeah. great memories. Yeah. It's like all the nights drinking and doing drugs and all that stuff and waking up the next morning and not remembering. You do all your stupid stuff in yeah. your 20s and then it's you're like, out. You know, <laughs> having other people have to tell you what a great time you had i'm like yeah i got two more years (laughs) then i I can figure stuff out yeah no i had yeah there was quite a few times where i had to friends like pretty much tell me how great my night was (laughs) like did i have fun last night i hope so because i'm in spokane and i started in maple valley i don't know what happened (laughs) yeah so all right on that note we should probably let this go all right Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Thank you for for joining me, Ashley. See you later. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at BeastOCR.com.